0: P.J. Washington and Mitch Kupchak will speak to the media today. What do we want to hear from the general manager? And the once again, Charlotte Hornet will also get to the sicko satchel today on Locked on Hornets. We're Locked on Hornets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we live. We live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate you joining us, making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. And as always, that includes YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash Locked NBA or enter promo code Locked On NBA for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you there's a man with some bird dogs right there. If you're watching YouTube, that's Doug Branson. You can find his work on his Substack, stack, And you can listen to me, Walker Mail, every weekday on WFNZ from 12 to 3 p.m where I am coming off of a high of college football, the first round of real college football games this weekend. And now i got to get back into basketball mode. Doug, did you have that same problem, or were you going with a different kind of football this weekend?
1: Yeah, different kind of football. Not mm. a big college football fan, sorry. <laughs> um, not. Uh, you know, My apologies to Biff, what is it, Pogey? Pogi? Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, I almost wore the shirt. It's a little big. I had a bad company Biff Pogey shirt. But once we get that shrinkage a little bit in the dryer, Ooh. then we'll be able to wear it, and it'll fit a little bit
1: better. Great name, uh, head coach of the uh, UNC Charlotte football team. Great name for a head coach. They'll tell yes. you it's the
0: Charlotte 49ers, though. Like, my, my right. fellow alums will get mad at me if I don't correct you on that. Just, I got to do it. Charlotte, All right, that's no fine. UNC Charlotte. All well, right. I'm going to correct
1: you and say that uh, you can not only find me on EveryHornetBoxScore.com, but now you can find me on your telephone, and you can become a new uh, Sicko Brigade, official Sicko Brigade mm. member using a uh, subtext. It's essentially one-on-one access to my depraved Hornets thoughts delivered right to your phone. You're basically getting my phone number. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, join subtext.com slash hornets. There's a link in the description, and it's it's all it's all text. It's all my depraved Hornets thoughts. It's a way to become an official Locked On Hornets sicko brigade member. There's a 14-day free trial. It's it's super cool, so check it out. Join subtext.com slash lockedonhornets.
0: All right, more access to Doug, baby. Yes, I'm going to sign up as well. I'm going to pay for it, and I'm going to make sure that I just bombard you. I'm going to have uh, probably about five different burner accounts. So just uh, continue to hurl insults, thoughts, all sorts of stuff your way. All right, let's get to the P.J. Washington press conference. It's scheduled for today at 2.30. If you don't know, we're recording this on a Tuesday, September 5th at 9.15 a.m. So with P.J. Washington and Mitch Kupchak, set to speak to the media well i mean people do that people give you a timestamp stamp on the pod are you this is like very that listen
1: weird? you're a radio professional that was very radio professional i felt like i was on npr for a second just giving me a timestamp stamp there
0: well it's just the podcast if you go back and listen to this <laughs> then you might know That's that it's fine. not tomorrow. i'm not you're you're
1: acting like i'm you're acting like i'm insulting you i'm saying ta- i'm saying you're a radio professional that sounded very professional i feel like you're
0: gaslighting me laughing at me <laughs> listing the time and it says whoa hey ho i feel like you're gaslighting Either way, P.J. will be speaking at 2.30. What do you want to hear from P.J. and Mitch Kupchak?
1: I want to feel the love. We talked about it last <laughs> week in the press release that came uh, with the announcement from the team that they had signed P.J. Washington. Mitch Kupchak's name is in the press release, but there were no quotes, no uh, uh, loving memos from Mitch saying, hey, we, you know, P.J.'s a big part of this organization. We wanted to get this deal done. It's done, and now... Uh, you know, good things ahead for, for all involved. Uh, So maybe they listen to this show because this seems to happen more and more where we mention something like that. And then all of a sudden there's a press conference and we got to get everybody out there to make sure that everybody understands that PJ uh, loves the Hornets and the Hornets love PJ. So I just want to feel the love.
0: Yeah. Mitch Kupchak and PJ being next to one another, because this is the thing with Mitch. It's he's a little too honest at these press conferences And so is he going to be honest with, you know, he he really pissed me off during these negotiations. I wasn't exactly thrilled. Um, You know, we we got it done. I want to know what Mitch's true feelings are. And because Mitch is Mitch, he's going to let us know up there at the podium or there's a good shot of him letting us know. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's not going to be much information as to, you know, when the negotiations really picked up steam or anything like that. I, I guess I want to know what PJ's role is expected to be. Even if I have mm-hmm. a good idea, what, what, is P, what, did, what does PJ think he is on this squad? And what does Mitch think PJ is on this squad? And, and is there any way? are,
1: are those two things like yeah. similar or are they, are they different? Would they reveal that on the podium?
0: Right. And and that's the, the latter part is probably the real question. Maybe I'm asking one that I'm not going to get a real answer to. But I feel like there's ways to, you know, con, to extract some true meaning from it. PJ gives you a couple of different things that he says he thinks he's capable of. And Mitch Kupchak says, you know, we just want him to come in and do this. Yada, yada. Like, that'll be interesting to me. And then maybe even also the uh, the incentives, the, the details on the incentives, uh, they should be asked about that. Um, I they they I guess they won't discuss the contract details. I don't think, you know, maybe they will. But the incentives, I at least, want the question asked just to see how they came to that conclusion.
1: Well, I think a, a good question for PJ is, do you think you have a shot at at hitting those yeah. incentives this year? And that could be a backdoor way to talk about his role, because right. as we mentioned last week, those incentives it's essentially an extra five hundred thousand dollars if he plays. 74 games, and some number of minutes that was slightly above the number of minutes that he played last season. And so, you know, the expect... And he started uh, most of, if not all, of last season. And so that would be a good backdoor way to see, you know, if, if PJ envisions himself as a starter this season or, or if he's okay with beginning the season off of the bench. Yeah, I think the big questions are, why did it take so long? And what does everyone feel like the roles are And then I think another question could be, is this it? I think it is it. I think Mitch has indicated as such. The roster with Kobe Simmons being waived, I think the roster stands at 17 now. I wouldn't expect other than like Exhibit 10 training camp contracts for there to be any roster additions or roster moves before the beginning of the season. But it's worth just getting that confirmation from Mitch.
0: Well, and, and I don't know, you might know more about this than I do, but the Hornets do like keeping a roster spot open. Is that the case right now? You said they have 17. So I, I wonder if they're going to go into the regular season with a roster spot open because, man, was it like two years ago they were the only team in the NBA? I know it's something they like to practice.
1: Maybe, but, you know, and so 17, you've got some two ways in there. You've got some flexibility yeah. within that number. Could they Could they go in with 14 or 15? We'll have to see. I don't know if – it's all. it all, to me, depends on do they envision this as a sort of bridge year to next season when they make a legitimate playoff run or do they actually look at this team and go, no, Vegas is dead wrong. This is a playoff team. We're going to make it this season. And then maybe you would want to give yourself a little bit of flexibility in the roster spot department come trade deadline time when you when you need that flexibility when you when you may br- bring on more players than you then you ship out so I think that that's all go- going to be considerations for for the franchise but but the the argument to to just bring more bodies would be last season they needed bodies because mm-hmm. uh they were uh, they were injury plagued. so you know you if you want to hedge against that then you want to have as many player players available as possible
0: right and just to clarify yeah i mean if you have so 17 guys two two ways 15 players not on two-way contracts you wonder if they're going to have some kind of open roster spot or if they're just this is it this is what we're rolling with and so that's kind of the the interesting thing right. here with mr upcheck likes to play that game a little bit
1: yeah. Speaking of, we, we talked about roles and we did get this question in the sicko satchel from, from someone that provides us a lot of sicko satchel questions. That he, I, I don't know if, if I want to say that this person is the sickest of the sickos that we have because they do <laughs> contribute so much to the sicko satchel. But I would say what we, we get a lot of questions from Tsunami Daddy. And Tsunami Daddy would like to know, when players negotiate their contracts are they also negotiating their role on the team? And this pertains to PJ, who does have the incentives that would be linked to how Steve Clifford and the team decides to utilize him next season.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's... The, the P.J. thing and the thing about P.J. too is I don't know how many details he's willing to give all that much. P.J.'s not bad at the podium. He's just usually, you know, he's not going to go into great detail with a lot of his answers based off of what we've heard from him in the past. And so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we get from Mitch Kupchak and P.J. Washington today at the press conference.
1: Yeah, I mean, just to the question, I would say that it wouldn't surprise me if those kind of role discussions were part of just the overall discussions that happen between players oh, sure. and front office in an off season. But I think free, in terms of just free agency dollar amount, I don't know if those discussions would be directly related to how much how much money are we delivering to this player. But you do have the incentives which, which are affected by role. But I don't think, you know, PJ's reps – and, and Mitch are discussing like, is he a bench player? Is he a starter player other than maybe, you know, saying what the perception is around the league about what PJ is to other teams and how that may affect, you know, where, where the value sits.
0: Sure. Sure. All right. Well, it'd be interesting to hear some of these comments a little bit later than usual when they have press conferences is about noon. So we'll get you uh we'll at least hear some of those comments a little bit later on in the day. All right. Coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast.
1: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets
0: just yet. We'll rummage through the sicko satchel. Doug just referenced it there, so we'll get to some of those questions in just a moment. One including Gordon Hayward, one including Christmas game. so don't want to miss on that. You also don't want to miss out on Bird Dogs. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs, and they just flat out make you look good, okay? Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg as well, giving you a truly sculpted look, and their shorts do the exact same thing as lululemon but they fit way better and lululemon crazy expensive anyway so try out bird dogs they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fix the issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement they use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day so how about cloud knit fabric okay it doesn't get more comfortable than a cloud An anti-stink sweat wicking <laughs> fabric i really don't know what else you want your shorts to be made out of bird dogs are functional for any occasion whether it be a golf outing a date an evening out with your buddies going to the pool it really doesn't matter bird dogs are extremely versatile so make sure you go check out bird dogs um, on their website birddogs.com birddogs.com slash locked on L O H, or you can enter promo code locked on L O H at checkout for free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on L O H for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you a couple more segments to go lockdown Hornets is locked on hornets mitch kupchak will he do the thing that he has not done in season This anything time? the thing that he has not done it is always anything. comes back to do something <laughs> just do do one thing you need to get a stick from outside and become the meme in <laughs> person because <laughs> that it, it always comes back to do something do something <laughs> it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast All right. A couple things with bird dogs. One, it's locked on NBA promo code locked on NBA, not LOH, not as specialized, but still you can get great pants because you're right. Doug had the question during the break. Does it really get more comfortable than a cloud? I asked that during the read, but Doug sat and pondered on it. It's just when you feel like, There's a reason when you're advertising for a mattress or a pillow, they put you sleeping on a cloud. I remember the SkyMall magazine ad that had the woman sleeping on a certain mattress, except it was a cloud. I just don't know if it gets more comfortable than that.
1: Which is odd, right? Because none of us sleep on clouds. I've never even touched a cloud. I mean, other than being inside a metal tube airplane, you know, flying through the clouds. I, I don't think it's possible for a human to lie on a cloud. Mm-hmm. So I think you know we are really we're we're really diving into that just that vision that idea of a cloud and I'm for it I'm fine I'm wearing my bird dogs now I'll tell you they are very comfy uh, but uh, you know this idea of being uh, nothing being more comfortable with a, than a cloud. You know, I think we could think about that a little bit more and maybe uh, come up with something a little bit more comfortable. I'm, you know, I'm comfortable with the idea that the Hornets signed PJ. I'll tell you that. I'm comfortable with it. I, I'm very comfortable. It just,
0: mm, it's a nice little warm hug, cloud signing, PJ Washington, coming back to the Charlotte Hornets. That's exactly how I feel about it. Let's go to the Sicko Satchel, Doug. As I've always said, you are the keeper of the Sicko Satchel. Whatever question gets to us, it has to go through you first. So what question do you have for us today?
1: It doesn't get any sicker. Been thinking about trading Gordon Hayward <laughs> because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of disappointment, there's a lot of sadness when it comes to the idea of how much the the team invested in Gordon Hayward. The fact that they had to stretch uh, Nick Batum, the last big failure yep. contract of this organization, to even make this Gordon Hayward uh, contract happen. And, you know, his availability has obviously been an issue, so it doesn't get any sicker than questions about Gordon Hayward. And we have one from Tsunami Daddy once again asking, has anything changed as far as pros and cons of trading Gordon Hayward? It seems like a missed opportunity not to trade him this offseason. What say you, Walker?
0: Um, I don't think there were any pros missed. In fact, I think there were pros gained. And this is what we've been talking about quite a bit this offseason. He's on an expiring contract. Now you said this off season. So I guess it would still be an expiring contract, but it still makes sense. Even if you weren't able to pull off a deal this off season with that expiring contract, what can happen now is Gordon Hayward could go out there in a more cloud Nick comfortable role. And then maybe if he goes out there off of the bench, he stays healthy, doesn't get hurt, but actually performs pretty damn well. Then I think his value goes up to the point where you can recoup some assets and trade him and try to find some other destination for him because teams will get desperate. These teams that are on the bubble to either make probably not a playoff team, but a team not a team trying to get into the playoffs, but a team trying to get into contention, a team trying to either get to the championship or really a team that's just trying to win a playoff series. Maybe that's the best, just trying to find that happy medium, go get a veteran out there that can score, can bail you out and have court possessions is a smart player. And the other really attractive thing about Gordon Hayward, Doug, you do not have a fit problem. No team is going to have to mm-hmm. worry about, oh, I don't know if he's going to work with our chemistry. I mean, I, I don't, he's going to have the ball in his hands too much. I, I just, I just don't see it working. No team is going to worry about that because you just plug them in and play them wherever you want. So that, that opens up the door immensely when you're talking about all these teams that might want them just, Oh, anybody, anybody could go after them. I don't think they've passed all the pros to trading them. And even if they don't, then you are trying to go for a postseason season yourself, right? Gordon is going to help you do that. He's, he's not going to hurt you go for a postseason birth. So took a while to get here, but they're not in a bad spot anymore. They were a couple of years ago when this thing was 3 years on the books, but now I don't think it's such a terrible spot.
1: Now, the pros of trading Hayward at this point, him being on a expiring contract, would be that you would potentially get some future assets back. But but I don't think anyone's trading for Gordon Hayward to give you like a legitimate good player now unless it was part of, you know, a three-team deal or a larger package where where the Hornets were able to kind of sneak out with with a with a decent uh, younger asset. I mean you're talking about future like some
0: second round lottery pick type of guy or a second round lottery ticket I should say, type of guy that might make it, you know, just, you know, betting on potential right. that hasn't realized yet.
1: Which feeds into the other pro, which would be you're opening up spots for ring, wing rotation players cuz you're you're pretty deep at that point now at that position now. So you're going to open up opportunities for those players moving forward. That would be the other pro. But both of those pros I think are linked to to the future not in trying to get LaMelo ball playoff experience right now which i to me yeah. should be the organization's focus and if that's your focus you want as many good players as possible hayward when he's available is a very good player like he 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 definitely connects this offense in terms of passing he's a good defender And uh, he is a good three-point shooter, low volume, but when he shoots it, it typically goes in. And so those are all things that the Hornets will need if he's available to continue to win. And he does represent one of the few veterans that this team has. He does, even though he's not really like a locker room leader type of guy, if they did get to the playoffs, you know, he has a little bit of that experience there. And, and, And not a lot of these players do. So that is a nice thing to have. Um, and I think the, the cons would be, essentially, you you lose all of that. You lose that uh, wing depth at that point, and you lose uh, all of the things that he can bring you as a player on the floor. I don't think it was a missed opportunity to trade him this offseason because I think the market for trading him is going to heat up around the trade deadline right. for these expiring contracts. That's when it typically happens. And then the Hornets at the trade deadline are going to have some clarity about where this season is heading. And if it's heading in the toilet – then trading that expiring contract obviously is going to make a lot of sense because then you do get to reap all of the pros of the future assets. But if the season is going well and it's looking like they're going to be a solid play-in opportunity uh, team or a yeah, maybe even a playoff team and they just beat all the expectations, uh, then you hold on to him and then he comes off the books. And so it's just a clean thing. You don't have to take any bad money or anything like that because that's another con of trading an expiring contract. Sometimes you have to take on – even if it's a lower dollar amount, could be multiple years that you'll be dealing with, you know, a contract that could be in the four to ten million dollar range, and and nobody wants that.
0: Well, and and by the way, like we should note, you you know, you have to match the salary on this trade. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's going to be hard to find that matching salary anyway. So I guess in the sense of. Finding the pros here, it, it does get harder where I say it, the door widens with him going to whatever team and fitting in there pretty seamlessly. It does close when you talk about how big the contract is and how hard it would be to match those contracts, because you're right. The players that would match that contract would probably come in and help you right now. I mean, even two, you'd have 15 million a year, which is a useful player. And if they're bad contracts and you don't want to trade for them anyway, and you just want to deal with the expiring contract in Gordon Hayward to help you get to the postseason. So w- when you think about the latter, it's probably it probably makes more sense for the Hornets just to keep him and finish this thing out and then allow him to go elsewhere. But if there is a deal, that could happen, right? I don't have the, the contracts at the top of my head, but if that occasion is there or if that scenario works out, then, yeah, the, that's when the Hornets could possibly capitalize, especially if Gordon's playing good ball by the deadline.
1: Uh, the Hayward contract is thirty one point five million dollars. That was unlike PJ's contract. Gordon Hayward's ascended. It started at twenty eight yeah. five, now has made its way up to thirty one five, and you, you know I I think you're you're dead right about this Walker. Like having the money come off the books cleanly is not something the Hornets have done in the past. I mentioned to acquire Gordon Hayward, they did not let Nick Batum's money get off cleanly. They stretched it, and they just got finished paying or at least having the cap hit for Nick Batum this (laughs) offseason we're still we're still dealing with Nick Batum we had a celebration on the show when his cap hit finally came off the books and so I don't they're not going to obviously they're not going to stretch this last year of Gordon Hayward but what they have done in the past is taken a mistake contract and, and and Domino affected it by making trades or doing things that then also didn't work out and came back with some some bad things in and of itself. I mean, I think back to the Lance Stevenson thing that turned into different players, that turned into Miles Plumley that turned into Dwight Howard, that turned into Bismack Biombo, and on and on and on. The ball just keeps rolling along, and you just keep passing that buck year after year after year instead of saying, all right, we're just going to grit our teeth and just deal with this final year of the Hayward contract, see what happens and then there's $31.5 million next season to go and do whatever we want to with. And 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 maybe with a front office that would actually go and spend that money. Who knows?
0: Yeah. No, that, that might be fun. That might be a fun exercise to try to make a Gordon Hayward trade work. Like, I'm looking at some teams, and it's going to be tough, but there's one team that maybe you could finagle uh, a scenario there. So that might be fun. Love segment. a good finagling. You, oh, yeah. It's the best. So we can maybe figure out a future segment revolving around that. All right. One more segment to go coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast.
1: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: We have another sicko satchel question. It is not empty folks. We are still going back for more. We have a Christmas day game version of a sicko satchel question coming up next on lockdown Hornets. So we had a Gordon Hayward sicko satchel question. What's the next one up here, Doug? What are we going to finish out with?
1: Yes, Suman, a big listener of the podcast, big supporter of this podcast, and also everyhornetsboxscore.com has a sicko-satchel question. You've mentioned that the Hornets need to earn a Christmas Day game. 100% agree. But what does that translate to? Does it mean win a playoff round, avoid the play-in but lose in the first round? Should we get one? Should the Hornets get a Christmas Day game for a Cinderella run for the NBA Cup, that new mid-season tournament that people can't stop talking about. <laughs> uh, so that's the question. What What is yeah. – okay, they need to earn it. We know we, – uh, it seems like everyone is in agreement. They would like the Hornets to earn one as opposed to getting a pity Christmas Day game. But, but how does that happen? What do you think it's going to take for the NBA to say, all right, Hornets,
0: you're in? So what what's interesting about this, Doug, I actually don't think you – I actually think the options that Suman is presenting to us. You don't even have to accomplish that, which makes it all the more disappointing (laughs) that the Hornets have never earned a Christmas day game. I think what you have to do is you have to capitalize on what you had two years ago. All you have to do is I I shouldn't say all you have to do. You, You do have to do something, right? So you have to be exciting and you have to win games at a respectable level to the point where you are getting to the postseason or at least flirting with it, or you could just be on the brink. So when you have LaMelo Ball, that's a great draw, but now you need other exciting players. So they had Miles Bridges, it, it, and that I think that's why we were kind of asking the question a year ago, is there a shot? Like I, I don't know if you thought that, Doug. I thought there was a shot for a LaMelo ball miles bridges, Christmas day draw. I thought it would be unlikely, but I do think for instance, I go to the Spurs, right? They have Victor women, Yama. Yama I believe the Spurs are playing on Christmas day. Or am I wrong on that? I'll look it up. I thought they were e- either way. Wimby would be are, a, but look a it up. Pe- people are going to want to watch Wimby. And so, yeah, I think it's to the tune of capitalizing on young talent. Maybe that is a playoff appearance, maybe, but I don't think it has to, oh, well, if you don't get to the playoffs, then you are no way going to play on December 25th. I, I just think you have to capitalize on some of the really young. You have to draft well. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of different ways to do it.
1: Don't believe Wemby is playing on Christmas Day. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. No. Uh, I've got Bucks, Knicks, Warriors, Nuggets, Celtics, Lakers, 76ers, Heat, Mavericks, Suns. I believe that's it.
0: Well, I mean, and even, so even a case for Dallas, right? I mean, Dallas has Luka. Did not
1: make the playoffs, but has two superstars on the team. So that's, so. They have
0: Kyrie. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I I thought Wimby was, so maybe that's just the opening day draw when you're talking about Wimby, but I think playoff appearance, young talent, exciting. I don't think you have to be a phenomenal basketball team to get there. So I'm going to disagree with you.
1: I'm going to say that actually, I think for the NBA, the bar is going to be a little bit higher than that. I think you have to, to me, you have to be a story. You have to have a player and they have a player in LaMelo ball. You have to have at least one having two helps. You have to have at least one, but that's not enough. You've got to be a storyline in the NBA that casuals understand as a storyline. Because that's what the NBA is selling on Christmas Day. They're selling it to the casuals. They're saying, hey, these are the teams that are that you know about, that are worth talking about, that are worth watching on television. And I think you do have to perform on national TV heading into that. Like you you have to take those opportunities where you are in front of everyone and, and play really well because the NBA does not want a bad show. Now they might get one with these, you know, Nuggets and Lakers and Celtics and so, you know, one of these teams might get blown out. That's fine. But they want that they want teams that where they feel semi confident are going to show up when the lights are absolutely at their brightest, and so the right. Hornets have to make the playoffs. To me, it's just very similar to what Sacramento did, uh, to what Atlanta did, uh, which is make a run through the playoffs where everyone, including casuals, go what. The Charlotte Hornets. It has to start in the regular season, like it did for Sacramento. Sacramento was so good for so long during the regular season that everyone was talking about, "Wow, Sacramento resurgence!" Like you couldn't you couldn't go on ESPN.com to the NBA section without seeing Sacramento because it was such an obvious story of a team doing so well in the regular season. Now they didn't have the playoff success, but the Hornets have to start there in the regular season and then playoff success. And I think they'll get their Christmas Day game.
0: All right, yeah, maybe one day at some point. The Hornets will get their Christmas Day game. That'll do it for Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcast, and that always includes YouTube. Make sure you also go check out Doug Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. And you can text him now. Doug, why don't you plug that once more?
1: Yeah, join subtext.com slash locked on hornets there's a link in the description both on the uh, audio podcast and uh, the YouTube description check it out 14-day free trial uh, PJ's press conference is coming up so I'm gonna text some stuff about that uh, once uh, once we get some details so yeah check it out let's let's see what happens with it I'm thinking you know news rumors game chats you know we'll, we'll just hang out we'll be sickos together we will get through this season together, I might even text some pictures of Byron Mullins.
0: Um, can you go? Can you call it the Sicko subtext? You it's a, a put Sicko put
1: subtext, there? Sicko Brigade. I mean, I feel like that's our, that's our, that's, I don't even call it fan base because that separates us from mm-hmm. the, we are Sickos too. So it's not even like a fan. It's just we are all Sickos together. We are a brigade. We're going to hold hands and get through this season together, whatever whatever the NBA, whatever the basketball gods decide to throw at us this season. It can't, it can't possibly. I can't, Can you imagine if it were any worse than last season? It can't be.
0: Um, a lot of subs for you. Substack, subtext. Yeah, Doug Brandt sub. A lot, yeah, of, yeah. A lot of ways to support this show, I'm, folks. I have a baby. Yeah.
1: I don't know if you know that. Uh, you know, <laughs> just trying to uh, make this thing happen so I don't have to go out there and get a regular job and uh, keep providing you with the content that you've come to know and love.
0: There you go. All right, that's Doug Branson's sub-stack, sub-text. Find them really anywhere with a sub in front of it, including Subway. Every moment, every top performance, every result. (laughs) Locked on game-to-game covers every game from across the league with local analysis. Only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game-to-Game on Locked On NBA, available on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Sometimes Italian? Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.
1: Mamma mia.